pull up a bar stool. All right, we'll be talking about some entrepreneurship-related stuff today. And uh, I'm going to have John Robinson on, who's my backup CEO and business manager. And we're going to re- <laughs> we're going to go through an exercise related to massive teamwork and how to acknowledge and recognize that you need help. And uh, he's got a, a full-on exercise and worksheet for that process. So I think this is pretty good. He makes me feel uncomfortable at times. I think you'll enjoy it. So sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLimmer.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook. Here's another edition of the Social Media Podcast, where each week we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on entrepreneurship. So I've got John Robinson, JR, my business manager, backup CEO, back on the show today. How you doing, JR? I'm doing really well today, even after a bad weekend of fantasy football. Oh, but you won the family league. Yeah, I did, but it's not its not much of a win when you're beating one of your family members who's 0-4. Mm. So, or was 0-5? I don't remember. I don't even know what week we're in right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Ryan's having a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I hate to laugh, but it's funny. Mm. It's funny. Because you can't control it. That's yeah. why. Fancy football is ridiculous. But uh, yeah, so what we got going on today? Well, I really want to talk about massive teamwork. And what does that mean? That means this idea of like, I'm an entrepreneur and I feel like the weight of doing all the work is on me. And yes, we've talked delegation before, but this isn't about delegation. This is really about thinking through the help that you need like that that and that's what we'll talk about today is like getting past the inertia of asking for help asking for the right help and getting the results that you want okay all right so let's go into the mind as usual i feel like this is the from the movie being john malkovich which i've never seen that everybody says i should see and it's kind of like being john loomer like trying to figure out like how do you approach the idea of asking for help like meaning are you the type of guy that likes to just do everything yourself or used to be the type of guy that like to do everything yourself and have you involved a bit i've evolved a bit now so you've been a big part of that evolution because you got me thinking about this stuff because i think otherwise I mean, look, uh, throughout my professional career, prior to going on my own, um, I was kind of used to doing dirty work and um, not delegating a whole lot. Basically, someone says, this is your responsibility, you do it, and I do it. And um, so when it came to kind of starting this whole thing, um, I felt that responsibility of doing everything. Um, but not only that, I just, I didn't know how, uh, to 
to find people how how to kind of get the wheels moving to delegate and to and you know to do it well and you know that kind of thing so but i th- eventually i think the exercises that you and i went through of just kind of mapping out okay what are all the things that i do in a given day or a given week or a given month and categorizing those things and are these things i like to do are these things i love to do these things i hate doing um, are they th- are they things i'm good at you know even kind of uh have some tears there like oh i'm that's that's like my expertise or i'm okay at this or i'm just not good at that at all because um, i guess there could be some things where you could say you can make the argument this thing i'm not very good at but i love doing it so maybe you should do that you know it's it's basically a decision that you have to make but if you are um you got something that you just hate doing i think that's a prime example of things that we need to start especially with the combination of hate doing and not very good at Dog, dog. Uh, I know. I'm laughing at the dog barking upstairs. And I told them before that, like, oh, right at this time. They're like, okay, we'll make sure the dog doesn't bark. And then now it's It's all right. But really, I mean, you start with the things that you hate doing and you're not good at. um, And maybe you're not even doing them at all at this point, um, you know, to find people Mm -hmm. to do them for you. That's that's kind of been our approach, right? Yeah, it has been. And and I want to evolve it a little bit more. And I want to go into introducing this. I don't think we've talked about it or maybe we've talked about it briefly. I'm working around this understanding of this hierarchy of incompetent to competent to excellent to master. Like just mastering it. So that's what it is from incompetent to competent to excellent to mastery. Now, like you said, there's of those things you could just want to do that like if i'm incompetent at something like painting i feel like i'm incompetent (laughs) i don't really know if i'm good at painting a wall or not because i don't think i've ever done it no i I don't i know i haven't done it so i just say i'm incompetent and i don't really want to do it that's why now sure could i go on youtube and find some videos and then become a become competent sure i still don't want to do it so, yeah, if I do it some more, then I'll be excellent, but I still don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So when, when we're looking at skills and abilities, we have to look at, all right, do we really want to do it? Does it fuel us? Does yeah. it energize us? And there's a lot of things in business, especially in the startup, where we are looking at things that we're going to have to do that we're incompetent at because we just don't have the money or resources to pay someone else to do it. But as your business scales, it's super important to look at, you know, bringing more people that are excellent and masters at things than just having a bunch of competent people around when, you know, that'll catch up with you. So I want to take you through an exercise. And this is good. (laughs) I'm laughing at this because I... I wonder how vulnerable you're going to be because I'm going to do this right now. All right. So we have a worksheet called Collective Impact. And that worksheet is already posted on the Entrepreneurs Group. And it's designed for those people that want to boost their results. 
that they want. They know what they want to accomplish. They want to figure out why it matters so much. They want to figure out what skills are needed. And then if they are the ones that are going to have to do the work or they need to find someone to do the work. So that's what the worksheet is, but I'll kind of take you through it (laughs) in a way to jog your mind on a business idea. So let's just say you have a brand new business idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is it that you ultimately want to accomplish? What's this impact? What's this business idea that you have that you would like to explore a little bit? You want me to get into details of the business idea? Yes. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or even 50,000 feet. Because you can just say 50,000 foot. We could just say software. We could just say whatever. It, it doesn't have to be specific. If you don't want people to laugh at you and say what a terrible idea it is. But if you just want to be general, we can be general too. But the first question is, what do I ultimately want to accomplish? I think for me, the, the end goal... Uh, was and it's it's a goal I've had for some time is to eventually monetize my passion in baseball. Nice. Okay. And so it, w- it wouldn't be a matter of uh, I'm going to create a business that doesn't make any money or or something like that. Like I actually want it to be something that um, I'm doing ten, fifteen years from now, and proud of it, and love it, and have passion for it. So that that was the thought process there okay so i'll expand on a little bit because i kind of know a little bit about an idea that you have so i'll say what do we ultimately want to accomplish we want to introduce a solution into the baseball world that helps players coaches and let's say baseball facilities We'll just call it baseball facilities. So that's ultimately what we want to accomplish. We want to solve a pain that has not been solved yet. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why would that matter to you? You already said. You already said why it would matter to you because you want to ultimately figure out how to monetize your passion and take the pressure off of your current business. Because that's another thing. For those that are out there, I know a lot of entrepreneurs who are multiple entrepreneurs. So once they got one going, they get another one. And next thing you know, they got five companies. And it's crazy. Yeah. But they figured out how to do that. Yeah. And I, I don't know. We've talked about it before, but uh, this is really difficult for me to be doing the same thing for seven years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have. before starting this business, I never worked for the same place for five years. I never had the same position for more than like two or three years. So I always get kind of antsy or bored or whatever. So to be doing the same thing and it's my business for seven years and it was started uh, based on something that's not truly a passion, right? It was just based on something I felt like I was good at um, with, you know, Facebook ads. So, you know, I, Along the way, and I've been thinking about this for the last few years, is okay, well, long term, am I going to be talking about Facebook ads when I'm 55 years old? Uh, Probably not. So what is the long-term solution? Um, So that's that's why why I've been kind of thinking along those those lines. And um, being a a dad, three kids who uh, play baseball, and like 
you know, we, our, our team practices through a certain facility. I'm witnessing firsthand uh, their challenges with costs involved and all kinds of overhead and, you know, and I understand also as a dad and a coach, you know, what our needs are. You know, I just started putting two and two together um, with, with a few thoughts and whether that develops into anything. Guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, and what I like is that you, what you ultimately want to accomplish is you want to create another business model that's aligned with your passion. That's that's a, your your newest passion or your present passion, and for those that are looking at you know how do I so to tie us back into the theme of today is massive teamwork. Like how do I get massive teamwork around my next passion, which is to you know create another business model and and monetize it, and we'll just still say it's baseball. So we know why it's important to you. We, we know what you want to accomplish. What are all the skills and abilities that you believe you need in order to accomplish this new business model, this new baseball model? Oh, man. I mean, I don't even know how much it is skills and abilities uh, as, as much as, like, experience and just know how like I've never had to deal with um, real estate so if, if I'm going to have a a place that people come to use this stuff whether it's leasing or buying or mm-hmm. what um, yeah. and, and getting everything built and you know getting the the uh, the um, you know, whether we, we create an app, um, the technology in the business that makes everything work. Don't know anything about that. Uh, there's probably some level of, I probably would need investors. Don't know how to work with investors and get that all sorted out. Really, I know nothing. <laughs> no, no, but here's the beauty though. For, 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 for those that are out there in the same predicament that says, I'm burning out on my current business model. I'm not as passionate as I used to be. I really don't think I can re-energize myself. So I want to try something new. Is the perfect place to start with what don't I know about where I want to go? Like be energized by that. Because I'll tell you some of the skills, the leadership skills and abilities that are needed. One, you have to be a researcher. You have to like, okay, you have to want to research who is a customer I want to serve. Is this problem big enough? I mean, that's what business model development is about. It's about figuring out like, all right, what, what do I want to promise to deliver? That's customer experience. So you need to be great at customer experience as a skill and ability. Um, yes, financial modeling from the standpoint of how, how much will I need to fund this? How long will I need? How will that money last? How will that price things? So you have to have some know-how financially. Again, marketing, going back to that. What's the story I want to tell? What the audiences I want to serve? I mean, it's just looking through all of the particular departments or functions that you would have to have for this. So let's just say that I heard you say, 
I think you said software and I think you said Mm -hmm. phone application. So, you know, those are areas that you would be, would you describe yourself as incompetent or competent? Yeah, I can't develop anything. Um, I'm not completely, yeah, I'm not completely incompetent regarding, you know, because, you know, I've led the development of an app before. Okay. So see, that's great. So stop right there. Because uh, the fact that you sounded like you didn't have any experience, but wait a second, you do have some experience in doing that. And I I know this has happened to me a lot of times where I felt that I wasn't competent. I'm like, wait a second. Have I done this before? Oh, yeah, I did way back when. Yeah, it's a long time ago. And then, right. But no matter what, this is about confidence building. When you think about the collective impact that you want to have, it's about the confidence that you have in yourself and in the abilities that you figured out that you don't have and that you need to find. That's what massive teamwork is. Massive teamwork is a combination of I don't know this, but I know somebody who does know that. In order to get there, you got to look at the skills and abilities that you need in place to accomplish that. So let's just... I know we're bouncing around a lot and it might be hard for people to follow. So let's just say we want to create a phone app and we want to create a phone application that helps coaches um, make better decisions when they're coaching. Let's just make that up. Let's just say that that's what we want to do. And a real time on demand. I kind of feel like this is the uh, app that I would want to have when I'm doing the um, you know, on like Wednesday nights, they have the, the the quiz game at the bars where you're like, oh, okay, answer questions. But you got to put your phones down. Nobody can look at their phones to get the answers. Well, I feel like this is the same thing for a coach. It's like, wow, you could use this phone app to say, here's the situation. What should I do? Okay. And then you can make better decisions. Again, I'm making all this up. Mm-hmm. But to create a phone app, I think you have to know the customer experience. Like, what what do you want the phone app to, to look like or to do? Kind of like a website, right? Yeah. Now that I think about well, it. Well, and really, it, it should have a, a web extension, too. Right. So, so you have experience in website design, right? Again, I... At a basic level and being involved with the people who actually do it, yes. Right. Yes. So, so your, your skill, I would say, is competent to excellent in finding people who do that. Okay. Right? Because yeah. if, if you just said you're competent, but then in order for you to have you know, a really well-oiled machine being your website, then you had to find people who are excellent to masters at it. Sure. Yep. Okay. All right. So, so I guess, you know, step three after the first step is knowing what you really want to accomplish, which is a phone app. Why does it matter? Because it, I want to do a phone app in baseball. And then what are all the, it can, we can get going on and on all the skills that are needed. But for those listening, that's step three, figure out what skills and abilities that you have first and then when you figure out which ones you do and don't have, step four is asking yourself, who do I know that have these skills and abilities? It's resourcefulness. 
That's another key leadership trait that or, a or, lot of... Or who do I know who might know somebody? Uh, there we go. So you let you went right into where I was headed because the, the, the idea of inquiring about what it is you don't have and figuring out how to be resourceful, MacGyvering it, it's like, I don't even know if MacGyvering it is a, is a verb, but, um, but this idea of MacGyvering it and figuring out who you might know directly or indirectly. Now, I will say this, if you're looking at skills and abilities, like step three, one big skill is courage. Having the nerve, guts, audacity, mm-hmm. and bravery to even ask. Because I find a lot of entrepreneurs don't have the courage to do that. So as you're looking at all these skills and abilities, look at some of the basics, judgment, courage, um, communication, impact. I mean, these are all leadership values that, that you know, I try to stay on top of and sharpen all the time. So this is something that you have to check with yourself to see, all right, do I even have the, the balls to do it? Right. You like how I pull baseball and balls in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But so so we're at step four. You know, who do I know? And like you said, who do I know who might know somebody? And being really clear with your ask is like, how do I design? Can anybody help me with how do I design a phone app? Yeah. And look, it could be as simple, too, as researching apps that are out there. First of all, related apps. Second of all, maybe just well-done apps, period. Say, well, mm-hmm. who de- who designed that app? Right. And reaching out to those developers and, uh, you know, starting there. Yeah, I like that as a hack because that, that, that shortcuts it all. It's like, you know, even in your idea, do you know of an app design company? I mean, not the, the app design company specifically. I mean... There are apps in this space that you know mm-hmm. I could look at and say, okay, who developed that? Um, maybe right. that's someone I talked to. Yeah, no, I like that. So one other thing, as I was listening to you, what showed up for me was when you said, "Hey, let me look out here and see who's in this space." When you look to see who's in the space, do you look to to copy it? Do you look to say, okay, there's somebody already out here doing it, and I don't want to do it? What, what is your mindset when you're looking into seeing what the landscape looks like? Yeah, honestly, if I were to, kind of like how you brought up the, the golf example, if I were to research it and find out someone's already doing it and doing it really well, I'd probably have second thoughts. Um, that said, locally, no one's doing it. Okay. So, so, so for those, so for those for context, I, I mentioned when John sent me the email a little while ago and said, Hey, I got an idea. I said, amazing idea. And then I said, someone that is doing something like that in another field is XYZ tech. And while it's similar there, they're not doing it in, in the baseball space. So when I look for associative relationships, meaning how I can connect one dot over there that's not over here, 
that's when I look at competition. And if there was somebody out there too, I kind of like that, that they were in there first. So they've, they've improved awareness of the category, but they still can't do it the way that I think I can do it. So I, I kind of look at it very differently because I don't want to be first in the market for some things because it takes a lot of money and effort to introduce a pain that most people don't have or they don't know they have and to get them aware of it versus someone's already done all that work. Then you just come in and say, okay, we're going to give it to you half, half and half price and twice as good, which is what happens. The, the second people will come in, they spend more money on the experience and innovation than they have to with marketing. So then the experience ends up being a lot better sometimes. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Okay, cool. So step five. So when we, we know the skills and abilities that we're looking for that we don't have, and we get people to, you know, let us know like, Hey, you should talk to that app developer or you should talk to that company or that facility. The next thing is what are the best results I can expect with massive teamwork? Now, I read the question right now. That's how it's written in the worksheet. So for those that get the worksheet, I'm going to give you a little bit more depth as to what the question means to me. So what are the best results I can expect with massive teamwork? Or what are the best results I can expect if I did it all by myself? So this is about, right. So this is about really digging deep and being vulnerable Oh, a skill and ability again, vulnerability for leaders. As you look through what it's going to take to launch something, to make an impact in the world so that you can get a massive amount of teamwork around it. Vulnerability is a big deal. It's like this idea of like, okay, can I really get this done (laughs) based on my skill level? If I'm competent, excellent. Look, I, I often think about what my life would be like now if I were still micromanaging things the way I was in those first two to three years. Um, And keeping in mind, my kids were younger back then, and now they're older, they're ridiculously busy. We're tenfold more committed to all this baseball stuff. Like, what, how in the world would I even try to make that work uh, without Tracy and without Luke, without Andrew, you know, without on and on and on and on. And uh, so, yeah, th- it's it's a good thing we figured it out. It took time. Uh, to, and, and as it is, you know, there are things I still do to this day. And I'm like, why, why am I doing this? Like, we should have someone else who, who does that. But I also like feeling, feeling useful and being involved in it and everything um, a little bit. So, yeah, it's uh, perfecting that or, you know, executing it saves you a lot of time, saves you a lot of headaches. And when you get the right people, I mean, I feel like everything is working really well right now. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a great acknowledgement and awareness of the team. So 
I hope they're listening at some point. They know that they're valued. So step five and six are really close to each other. And step five, like I said, what are the best results I can expect with massive teamwork? Number six is what are the worst results I can expect if I do it without help? Oh, without help? Without help. Well, first of all, um, your potential is capped as far as how much you can create how well you can do it because you can, you're not going to be great at everything. Yeah. Um, you're not going to have expertise in everything. You're going to probably make more mistakes because you're going to be tired and overworked. And, um, so there's less that you can do. Now mm-hmm. you can reap a hundred percent of the rewards because you have less overhead, but are you happy? Yeah. And again, you can't scale. Our scaling mm-hmm. is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's difficult. And the final question is, is what next? And that's really, you know, that's, that's for whatever decision, whatever step, whatever thing you have to start, stop, or continue is to me an answer that's appropriate in, in step seven or question seven. Now, I say all this because I do want to do a quick round robin one more time because I want to do one now that's a bit more relevant to you and uncomfortable and I'm going to start it by saying what do I really want to accomplish and I'm going to use content creation as a topic for you Hmm. what do you really want to accomplish with content creation I mean content creation is all about helping the most people Okay. And and providing value, like feeling like what I do is valuable and, and worthwhile. Attracting new people in mm-hmm. is a big part of that too. Yeah, and I'm I'm really going for in, in the spirit of massive teamwork. Knowing that John Loomer is not scalable, the idea for me is scaling content creation. That's what that's what I'm thinking of as what do I really want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Is scaling content creation because it's too dependent on John Loomer. Why would that matter to me? That would matter to me because I'm acting like you're not even on this call. John Loomer is going to burn out. And for those that are thinking about how to, to set up their companies and to get from it's just me to massive teamwork, burnout is a real danger. It, it, it's a real danger and it could happen well before seven years depends on how long it takes you to get the help that you need so let's just talk to on Loomer digital if we're looking at how to scale our content development and it's going to matter because it's going to you know keep you happier um, keep you more motivated and more useful those are to me things that that matter if we're able to do that right mm-hmm. absolutely all right and then the next you know step three is what are all the skills and abilities we need to accomplish this and i think some of the skills and abilities is one is just judgment and how we figure out who to say yes to and who to say no to if we're looking for let's say we're looking for 10 writers so that, that, let's just make that up, is that we're looking for 10 writers so we can scale our content management, or we're looking for editors, or we're looking for, I don't know all the components, 
but what scaling content management would look like. Maybe faster, easier, better, bigger, better. I'm not sure well, what performance it, looks if like. If we're looking for 10 writers, we need a top-notch editor because otherwise it's just going to be more of my time. Perfect. So that's a skill and ability of editing. What else? What other skill and ability? Like speaking in your voice. Mm-hmm. Because if, if, one, if, if one is trying to scale their voice, then... We we need experts that can write in a way yeah. that's it, like your voice. And to be clear, not to, to make it sound like, oh, so you're saying you're gonna have someone who's, who writes as you? Like that's that's not it at all. It's just I, we want consistency in voice across the site. So if you read stuff <laughs> that Andrew and uh, I think Luke does this really well, Luke Wright um, on the site, it's it's consistent with anything that that I would write as well. Um, not not just like content but like the way it's structured and I mean it, it's very step by step how to and even nerdy and um, so we can't have just like something that, at least I don't believe have something that's a completely different style that maybe is uh, recommends suggests uh, strategies and tactics that I disagree with you know all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff uh, it's mm-hmm. got to align with my core values. Um, so yeah, that, that's all. It's all important. So, do you know anybody off the top of your head that's a great editor? I mean, uh, it's not something that I've pursued, so I don't. I don't really know who's an editor. Right. So that's you, and you put that into nice context from earlier. Is like, well, you may not know an editor, but you might know someone who does know an editor if you said hey i'm gonna get do 10 times the amount of content 10 and i'm adding three writers and i need an editor who who's good at editing right that would be the way to get out there and and for you best results if we added three writers and an editor for this massive teamwork i mean we we provide more value so we attract more uh, traffic attract more uh, people to the email list mm-hmm. we have more positive feedback from people who appreciate what we're putting out we're getting more people as a result also signing up for training or for PHC I mean it, it all kind of uh, uh, snowballs to a point at least that's the, the plan when you have lots of good content yeah and worst result, if you expect it to do with it, continue to do it with no help or little help. Um, with no or little help, you know, I get burned out from writing. I don't, I don't write anymore. Uh, we don't have anyone else writing. Uh, traffic tanks, email list tanks, value provide tanks. People aren't signing up for training, and we lose Oof. money. Oh man. <laughs> you know how to paint a terrible picture. <laughs> wow. And we didn't even go into how that impacts a family. No baseball, no <laughs> no Milwaukee Brewers and the playoffs tickets, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I feel like, so, though, this is just my assumption, but if it ever gets back to that level of desperation I had in those first couple of years... I think I'd turn it on, but oh, I do. Really? <laughs> it's. I think it. I, th- I think it'd be different. 
I think the problem uh, with having a mature business at this point, it's like that burnout, and then you know you're still everything from the outside still seems fine. Uh, it's when if everything starts to collapse, what are you gonna do about it? And I think I'm not just gonna say, oh, I'm so burned out. Well, everything, well, the walls are falling in on me. I'm gonna try to keep the walls up. You know. <laughs> So I'm laughing because I'm thinking about how you react in your running. So for those that don't know, John has a monthly goal, uh, has a yearly goal and has monthly goals for running. And what's the yearly goal, John? 600 miles. 600 miles. And I get a text every time he runs and I don't get a text if he doesn't run. And the purpose of that is just a little bit of accountability, a little bit of encouragement and motivation. And on occasion, I'll ask how he'll send how far he ran, but he won't send how much time it took. And then one day he sent how much time it took him and JJ to run. <laughs> and I asked how, J- how JJ's, long JJ is 10 years old. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. JJ, John's son. And JJ ran, I think it was eight. 822. What was it? 8, 822s. 822s. So, so, so we, ran, we ran a 5K and his final mile was 822. So now, anytime John feels that it's not JJ performance meaning below 822 he's pushing himself so he runs faster than jj's 822 mm-hmm. so i tell all that story to listen to him even say it's like oh push came to shove i would kick it in gear so <laughs> I think that's so. his gear and it's like, but it's, it's, it's always a matter of like you know what is it that motivates you and so it helps to have something motivate you Beating your ten-year-old son! Wow, that's motivating. <laughs> hey, when, when you're trying to run six hundred miles in a year, you need to get creative sometimes. You know, that's it's not just a matter. Of, oh, I want to stay in shape. Okay. Yeah, but so then you ju- actually run out there, and what's going to keep you running those five, six miles in that day, and and doing more than a fast walk? You know, so. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Well, that is the discussion on collective impact and how to boost your results and how to really ask for help. And then what's the worst results if you don't get the help you need? So thank you for walking through those two scenarios. All right. Thanks, JR. Thanks to everybody in PHC entrepreneurs who listened along with us. And for those who listen to the podcast, until next time. Do awesome things. We're out.